0: Are uh, you glad to be in God's presence today? There's some exciting stuff upcoming, Thanksgiving and Christmas. This is my favorite stretch of the year. I love this time of the year and uh, so glad that you guys are here with us uh, today. We, we had a great nine o'clock service. Love that time of worship, singing about the resurrecting, uh, resurrected King is resurrecting me uh and then how great thou art i you know i was in the lobby between services and one of our church members was sharing with me about his son passing this week very serious but son passed this week he was 52 and he walked in the house and and found his son and you know he he got choked up telling me about how he had also lost his daughter a couple of years ago his wife six years ago And Came to church say, you know, you never know who you're sitting beside you see each other in the lobby and you find your way to a row You really don't know who's in that row with you sometimes Uh, But he came today just needing the peace of God the presence of God and wouldn't you know? He was crying when he was sharing with me that how great thou art was his wife's favorite song Uh, and just how God touched his heart today in that moment and God's amazing, you know, Pastor Josiah and I, when we met in production this week, we were going over probably three or four or five hymns of what we could sing today. And we settled on how great thou art and how amazing is it that when we're in Tuesday meetings, God looks ahead to Sunday and he's like, someone's going to sit in that chair and need to hear how great thou art. And I'm just so I know his ways and thoughts are higher than ours. But when I stand up here and say, I'm thankful for our church family, I'm thankful we bear one another's burdens. I'm thankful we pray for each other. uh, We're here for each other. I mean it. I am so thankful for our church family. Uh, I also want to welcome all of our online family. This is not second rate to us. Uh, When I say how grateful we are that you are joining us online, I mean it. Uh, And I'm thankful you're online today. We've had hundreds of people join us already. A few of the names right now that jumped out to me. My mom. Uh, My mom is online. Mom, I'm glad you're online. Valerie Jensen, Karen White, the Henry's. John is one of our Santa Clauses. Brittany Nickler is online. Haven Keen. uh, Haven, I'm glad you're online. Matt and Cindy Bullfinch, the Gilberts. We love you, Gilberts. Love you, Bullfinches. Sandy Barnes. uh, Sandy's asking for prayers for her family. And Sandy, we're doing that. I'm speaking it out here to the whole room because... Uh, when the Barnes name comes to mind, I'm asking our, her, our whole church family will be praying for you and your and your family. Sandy, uh, Philip Far, uh, Farley is online. The Johnsons are online. Some of my favorite breakfasts. Brian loves breakfast. I love breakfast. Glad that the Johnsons are online. Um, they say that families are like fudge, mostly sweet with a few nuts. Um, <laughs> How many of you have some family members like that? Thanksgiving. They say that Thanksgiving is the day that men start getting in shape. To play Santa Claus. Uh, come on, men. Let's go. Um, Thanksgiving is a time to count your blessings. Just a few Thanksgiving tips on Thanksgiving week. Thanksgiving is a time to count your blessings. One by one. As each relative leaves and goes home (laughs) not funny how many mother-in-laws how many mother-in-laws does it take to change a light bulb one she just holds it up there and waits for the whole world to revolve around her (laughs) that's not funny you know, I share this because th- this year, all of my in like, my like they're all coming to our house. Usually we go to their house. Usually we go to their house. This year, my wife told me, so exciting, they are all coming to our house. They're all coming to our house this, this week. Can you tell how excited I am? They're all, like, a lot. I mean, there's a whole group of, for the whole day. <laughs> uh, It's not like, let's have dinner at four. (laughs) Nope. Angel invited them early and was like, she told the kids, bring play clothes. Like, I guess we're doing all of that. Uh, But it reminded me, I I shared this a few years ago that uh, a few Thanksgivings back now, I actually ruined Thanksgiving uh, because we were all eating together. And I I told my mother-in-law, I meant, I had a slip of the tongue, but I meant to say to my mother-in-law, will you pass the salt? Um, and I said, you ruined my life. Uh, (laughs) I'm just kidding. I love my mother-in-law. I really do. She's a great cook. Um, but no, it's going to be awesome. Let's pray. Can we pray, please? Please. Um, I'm actually excited about this week. It'd be a good time. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for today. I thank you for what you did at nine o'clock in our service. Several different people coming up to me outside just saying I want to take a stand and that spoke to me. Of course, four people, I believe I saw four hands go up of people that made that decision to say I want to be saved. I want to repent of my sins. I want to follow Jesus. And the Bible says when one when one makes that decision that that heaven rejoices, I believe we had four. This is just a great day, great to be in your presence today, great to cry together, to pray together, whether it was the lobby or here in our service. I just thank you for what you've already done. I pray in the next 20 or 30 minutes that your word would speak to everyone that is on site and online. I prayed it through the night. I woke up and was praying. I prayed again, just take a coal from your altar touch my lips, let these people hear your spirit, your word speaking to them today. I pray it in Jesus name. Amen. I want to talk to you today on, on several on several different angles and perspectives of one guy in Scripture, but, but I would like a, I would like for you to think about what we're going to share today from Scripture through this lens, What is God wanting to do in your life right now? What is God wanting to do in your life right now? So here's what I would like you to do. I would like you to say the Lord's Prayer with me, and I want you to think about your life, okay? And then I'm going to take a couple of of thoughts and, and put it here on paper for you from the Lord's Prayer. That's why I would like for you to be part of this prayer. So let's say this prayer together and think about it Uh, Through the lens of your life, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. When you think of that prayer through the lens of your life, think of that prayer through the lens of your life. And we're talking today about what is god wanting to do in your life your life right now they asked jesus teach us to pray and jesus says okay when you pray say and you just said it you just said it with me crystal andy you just said it with me you just said it jesus said when you pray say now i want you to notice in the lord's prayer there's a lot to it but i'm just going to give you just a few simple things of how i believe that jesus in the lord's prayer he's going to have you pray about your past because that's important so we're born in sin according to romans then there's sins of omission and commission so there's some sins you're aware of there's some things you do you're not even really aware of what you've done So there is willful sin the bible talks about willful sin. There's habitual sin There's occasional sin the bible says if anyone says they don't sin they're a liar Right, so when he says this daily prayer, he's saying that your humanity your flesh There's going to be times you want to do good. You're not going to do good. You need to make sure you're praying about your past Not only are we born in sin and these occasional sin, but then there's habitual sin which habitual sin is not good Romans multiple times will say, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. So you don't just keep sinning because of God's grace. Like, well, God has grace for it. Well, you don't continue in sin because grace abounds. The writer in Romans said, God forbid. So Jesus said, when you pray, one of the things you're going to pray is, and forgive us our debts or our trespasses. It's your past. How many could think of things right now you want God to forgive in your life? Right? You're thankful he's forgiven. Then, this is is a big one, he said, not not just your past, but I want you, through the lens of of your life, when when you think about your past, I want you to think about the people that have done things to you in your past. So you're going to say, forgive us our trespasses, our debts, as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. So if I encourage you right now, I want you, sometimes it's not a one-time decision, right? There's certain people I feel like I've forgiven 100, 200, 300, 400 times. Even when I think I've forgiven them, sometimes it'll just like sneak its way back in and it's like, I've got to do this again. There, there are people right now, if I say, okay, when it comes to your past, I need you to forgive them. You could think about someone from two churches ago. Some of you right now, you could say, you know, in 1997, you're like, whoa, it's 2021. Yeah, but when you're praying this prayer, it can take you back to someone who said, someone who done, someone... Some of you could go, you could go to your ex. Like the moment I say, and forgive those who have trespassed against you. You could think about that broken relationship that took you through some of the darkest days of your life. Other people, when we think about this past and forgiving people, you could be 40, 50, 60 years old and have to go all the way back to your childhood I mean years back But there's something here That even though you're 40 50 60 70 years old You're still saying God. Let me let go of the lies The hurt I don't want to be offended. I don't want to be resentful. I need to let it go Jesus said when you pray, it's important it's important that you pray about these things. Then, the prayer is going to have some elements, making a mess of that R, uh, the prayer is going to have some elements where you're going to pray about your future. Because we all need, this is a daily prayer. The Lord's Prayer is a daily prayer. We all need reminded we're not the boss. We all need reminded that you don't get to figure out everything about your life. So you're going to say things like, lead us not into temptation. You're going to say things like, your kingdom come and your will be done because I can start to want Micah's will. You could start to want your will, my, my will. He said, no, I need you to say your will. Well, I don't really know what God is going to do tomorrow, Tuesday, when we're picking out songs. God's five days ahead of us. God's five days ahead of us. Like, no, someone's going to be here. Their wife died six years ago. Daughter died two years ago. Son died a couple of days ago. He needs to hear how great thou art. I know you guys are looking at keys and male and female voices and ranges, all the stuff we were talking about but God's ways and thoughts that are higher and they're beautiful, God has a way of saying, I know where you're at, but I also see then, you just pray, lead me, guide me, don't let me get into evil temptation, deliver me, that's what you need to do. So future. But the message today is what is God trying to do in my life right now? It's not even so much past, not so much the future that I'm wanting you to see in our, our time together. Just so want you to see right here. Right here, I want you to see now. And I want you to see today. Give us this day our daily bread. I want to use, I want to use a person. In the gospel of Luke that I believe can help you and I to say but what are you doing right now if I sat down With with you and we have coffee Chris Carmel and you start telling me 10 years ago 20 years ago two churches ago all the stuff that I reference for everyone It could be different, but you start telling me all of this I would love For every single person on site and online to just stop for a moment right now and say but what is God? Doing in my life. What is God doing in Chris Carmel's life? right Now I understand all of this But what is God doing in Rick Fisher's life right now? What is God doing in Mike Pelkey's life Right now what is God doing in angels life right what is God doing in the wolf's family what right now that's that's what I want you to think about when you look at this story called the death burial and resurrection we sang about it today the death the burial the resurrection Connie Jesus Is the centerpiece of the story there's a there's a lot but jesus is the centerpiece of the story He is going to be beaten Billy He is going to be lied upon they're going to bribe hire pay people to lie about him He's going to be abandoned if you've ever felt abandoned before you had someone walk out of your life a parent a a spouse a friend a loved one jesus felt severe abandonment People are going to leave and go back to Emmaus, back to a boat, back like, he's going to have his mom, he's going to have some of the women there, he's going to have John, he's going to, like, on top of the beating, there's going to be a spear, there's going to be a crown of thorns, there's going to be nails, there's going to be people shouting, you know, sometimes when just the voice is reverberating, and and just, I mean, they're screaming, crucify him, all of this is happening. We look at the story and we say, okay, t- tell me the key players. Who's the key players in this passage? Jesus, Pilate, John the Beloved, Jesus, but he, John, behold, your, you know, my mother, the soldiers, people splitting his, his garments, his robes, they're mocking him, the sign, the vinegar, the sop. You get all of these things that are taking place we shared last weekend about simon peter. He's at a distance He's looking the denial Of course you get john the beloved Who's a key part of the story That even in denial he's got his head on the chest of of, of god, which which I think is a great example to all of us I mean, they don't know in totality that is judas and stuff jesus saying someone's gonna is it me is it me is it me? And in that moment, if you've ever read it, John just puts his head on the chest of Christ, which is awesome. I think it's a great lesson in 2021 even. that. Well, he said, she said, they posted the news. John is just like, I just want to stay close to Jesus. That's what I want to do. I want to stay close to Jesus. I think that's a great part of the story. And then you have this guy I'm going to talk about in our our message today, that he's in all four Gospels, Some of the names I've mentioned already and stories I've mentioned already, they're not in all four of the Gospels. The thieves on the cross, if you look at Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, that's the Gospels, those first four books. The thieves on either side of him, you hear a lot of people talk about the one thief who's like, remember me in paradise. Remember me when you come into your kingdom. It's awesome. Jesus is like, today you'll be with me. The totality of that is not in all four Gospels. This guy makes it to all four The guy we're going to talk about makes it to all four He is going to be part of fulfilling 14 prophecies What this guy does is going to help fulfill 14 prophecies I love prophecies. I love history If someone can connect some dots and prove some point I, I love it even when I went to Israel, I was like, wow, that's amazing. When I was there, like, we believe this is where he gave the Beatitudes. Uh, you know, I, I was brought to tears when they're like, we found 14 wharfs, and this is where we believe he called the disciples. And I was sharing with my dad some stuff of where they believe he gave the, Lord, the Lord's Prayer. When I stood on top of Mount Carmel, it just it, it connects some dots. When this guy steps up and is part of fulfilling this many prophecies, I think it's a big deal, but his involvement is summed up in 16 scriptures, 16 verses. His name is Joseph of Arimathea. It's not like everyone is picking Joseph of Arimathea to be a key player in the story. But he is If you look at Arimathea Most people are divided on where Arimathea even is they, they really come up with four different places that they think this could have been Arimathea If we had time today to talk about a guy who's not well known coming from an unknown place And I hope it applies to your life today. I hope that you see the importance of playing your role In the plan of God today. So when we look at Joseph of Arimathea, rabbinic theory is that he could be potentially one of Mary's relatives. Mary, the mother of Jesus. Rabbinic theory, we don't see it in scripture, but rabbinic theory is he could have been related to the family. Here's what we do know in these 16 verses, Matthew 27, 57. When it was evening, there was a rich man. There came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who was also a disciple of Jesus. Everyone say rich. Mark 15. Let's go to the next gospel, Mark 15. Joseph of Arimathea, respected member of the council. I think this is interesting. He's a respected member of the council, so respected. seems like he also has some influence. He himself was looking for the kingdom of God. He took courage. I love this. He took courage and he went to Pilate and he asked for the body of Jesus. John 19. After these things, Joseph of Arimathea, who was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly. How many has ever kept your spirituality a secret before? Probably not going to talk about it in the lunchroom. Probably not to be conversation with your coworkers. I want you to see some 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 things here about Joseph that I think are important. Secretly, and the reason he keeps it a secret is for fear of the Jews. Now, what I want you to notice when you study this, like I have for the last couple of weeks, you will see that when it says for fear of the Jews, it was not even a generalization of the Jews. It was a fear of of the religious side of Jewish leadership Luke 23 it's the final gospel I want us to look at now there was a man named Joseph from the Jewish town of Arimathea he was a member of the council a good and righteous man who had not consented to their decision and action some of you could be like this is my guy already this this is my guy He had not consented to whatever these conspiracies were, these bribes, he's lying about Jesus, this crucify him, whatever's going on, he he had not consented to this. He was looking for, this is really important, he was looking for the kingdom of God. Now I want to pause there. In what time we have left, I want to pause there because I want you to see that Joseph wasn't just against stuff he was also for something you say Micah how does that apply to me I think it applies because if we're not careful we live a life that is just always telling people what we're against we go on our Facebook our Instagram our Twitter we're gonna tell people what we're against Sometimes I think it could even be be something that preachers do all of us. I put myself in like You could just start saying what you're against If people came to your life group if they sat down With you and talked and you could start saying I don't like they're doing this and I don't like this about society I wish in 2021 and I don't like I love that the bible tells us he was against but he was also looking, he was also for, and then we're going to see he takes some action steps that is part of fulfilling 14 prophecies. I'm saying that so all of us can be reminded that I'm not, I'm not so sure that, that we should live a life that's always against up, and not for things. Now, let me give you a few examples of what I mean by that be, before we wrap up the reading and, and our message today. You, you and I could both say we're anti the drug epidemic in Ohio. We're anti the rise of opioids. We're anti the deals. Uh, we're, we're anti all of those things. And we could talk about it all the time. You know... What's taking place here, and we post about it, and you know the studies on it, and talk about it. I hear people talk about it all the time. But then, the moment that you finish talking about it, that I finish talking about it, then what? (laughs) Then what? Is that what we're gonna do next week, next month, next year, or? Do we want to be a church and a person, which I believe we are, and hopefully it grows even more? That is like we love Freedom Nights. Freedom Nights. You know, a couple years ago, and I know it's being super transparent. I didn't share this last service, but but two years ago, they were saying just in Freedom Nights alone, the the pizza, the food, things we were doing for Freedom Night, I think it was forty six hundred dollars. That's a number that people would never even hear usually in like a giving like just so you know when the bucket passes by $4,600 a pizza to freedom nights But we could have anywhere from 20 30 People that could come every week at times and and share i've been clean three months i've been clean for four years You know i'm getting back with my spouse We are now every month going to be partnering with alpha house and genesis center they have nine pillars where they rebuild the man, the woman. They send them to counseling every day. They reacclimate them, help them get get degrees and creatives and production, and some of them welding and woodwork to get a job and things. We're working with. The, they want a base out of North Central Ohio and Storyside, believed to have a house, a home in all 88 counties. I'm saying that. Because what good does it do if all Joseph does, if all Micah does, if all you do is say what we're against and we never say what we're for. It would be like me standing up here. It would be like you getting on your social media and talking about how hurtful and harmful it is to see all of the abortions taking place. That you don't like to see the innocent babies that you believe that God shapes us and forms us in the womb And all we did our whole life is Talk about how we are anti the legislation. We are anti the people that promote it. We're anti and we never We never say but what can we do to help? You know, for 16 or 18 years now, every single month, one of our missions every month is Richland Pregnancy Center. We've worked with families there. People that were 15 16 years old I remember the one couple was sitting on my couch at 10 o'clock at night and some of the fears and anxieties I've had people that have told me they got abortions what you know One lady was three abortions one lady was telling me one and how the, the bed was so cold And and I, I I don't mean to be too transparent, but just telling me I've never told anyone Micah. You're the first one I've ever told and people will often say pastor Micah aren't we against? It's one thing to stand up and say we're against but I think we also have to say what are we for? These young couples that we've helped, buying them food and buying them diapers and helping them with conversations when they have to break the news to family and people's going to be upset. And I can't believe you've done this. It's one thing for us to say all the stuff in life, opioids and addictions and, and sex, tell them sex. my I, I understand that. I am all for stating the things that we're against. But we need to be a church that also says what we're for. What are we for? We're for helping. We're for healing. We're for supporting. We're for counseling. We are for believing, right? I don't want to be a church that's always anti the younger people and I, and I don't think we are but I'm just giving you an example like some people can just walk around mad in 2021 like I can't believe he's Gen Z and you know how those millennials are and never want to work and lazy and entitled you just think everything's coming to you and... like we could talk about that and there's probably a level of truth to it But then when you go past some of just those surface conversations and you start finding out maybe they didn't have both parents active in their life, maybe they're missing some mentoring somewhere along the way, maybe they've never been taught some of those basic principles and you start thinking, I want to get them in the internship. I want them to be part of little leaders. I want them to get part of some type of coaching and consultant. I want to believe in them. I want to spend a couple of million dollars and renovated kids. I walked into college night the other night in our student area over there. There was probably 40 or 50 college students. I didn't even know they were here. I walked over. The whole room was full of college students. I know people can walk around like college students and they don't believe they've given up. All truth and they live in the gray Well, there was 40 or 50 the other night That wasn't living in the gray They were on site. They loved Jesus I just want to encourage someone Today. I don't want to just be A church that's anti and against I want to be a church that's For we're for family We're for marriage. We're for kids We're for babies. We're for Supporting. We are for Helping We're for Verse 52, this man went to Pilate, asked for the body of Jesus, took it down, wrapped it in a linen, laid it in a tomb cut out in stone where no one had ever been laid. In the last five minutes, I want to wrap all of this up for you. He's prominent. He's successful. These are all words we read. Rich, respected. He's on a council. I think, I think sometimes success can silence us. I think success can silence us so when it says he has spirituality Kathy but he keeps it on the down low I don't want to point my finger too quick at Joseph of Arimathea because I think I've struggled with that at times right like I'm just saying for me so when when I ask you in your class in the locker room on the team on your job are you ever quiet about it does it come up in the lunchroom that's not, that's not stuff I wouldn't ask my own self. When I have a room full of people listening to what you're saying, and, I, and I'm not naive to the fact that I know there's a lot of people maybe wouldn't even like Mike or whatever, and people online watching around the world. And of course, there's groups that would be anti-Christianity. And, and so, so when you're preaching and, and especially you start talking about gender or marriage or babies or birth, you don't think that all these cameras and lights and stuff could run through my head? Like, well, what are they going to say? And what are they going to think? And what are they? Yep. So I don't want to just point the finger at Joseph of Arimathea and be like, well, he loved Jesus, but he kept it on the down low. So what the Bible says, secretly for fear of the Jews. I think we could all have a little bit of that Joseph stuff in our lives where we're like, ah, you know, I just don't know if I want to get involved in that. Success can often silence us. And so I ask the question to you and I both today, are you afraid of what they might say? Are you afraid of what they might say? Your friends, your workplace, the business leader meet up, you say, I'm trying to make money. School, the gym, Here's a tough one, your family. When you look at Joseph, I don't know where this story shifts, but if I look at Joseph's past and just what the Bible told me, 16 verses, this timid, quiet, secret, down low. It used the word afraid at one point. If I look at just, if I put all of those things in Joseph's past and I say, okay, Micah, pick someone out of the Bible who's gonna stand up. And who's gonna go to Pilate when other people are abandoning? I mean, you got the crowd shouting, crucify, you got all of these soldiers, you got you you got the havoc and the chaos and the confusion of what we read in the crucifixion. If I was to pick the one guy who's gonna like walk into Pilate and be like, Hey, can I go get the body off the cross, wrap it in 75 to 80 pounds of ointment and fine linen, and bury it in a tomb? I don't know based off of this that he would have been my pick. But the question today is not so much about your past. I'm asking you, what is God doing in your life right now? This wealthy council guy is not Simon Peter, he's not John the Beloved. It's Joseph of Arimathea. We can't even figure out where Arimathea is. And He's going to walk in and he's going to be part of seeing 14 prophecies fulfilled. You see, courage doesn't mean you don't get afraid. Courage means... That you don't let fear stop you. The Bible said Joseph was afraid, but it didn't stop him. When you look at crucifixion, many times those crucified would hang on their cross for days, allowing weather and even animals to destroy their bodies. They would ultimately take the corpse down and discard it in a dump. And here comes Joseph. I want you doing that to Jesus. The care and concern for the body of Jesus. If you would, he's entrusted with the body. This is a big part of the story. I know we don't talk about this guy a lot, But it's a big part of the story He's entrusted with the body of Christ Jesus has been taking care of people's bodies For three and a half years Jesus is walking around Touch these eyes Touch these ears Hey, you get off the mat Call them out of the Jesus has been taking care of bodies For three plus years Here comes this business guy With some money That's like I want to take care of his I'm going to put him in the best tomb Ever been laid in And he is going to have this conversation with such a powerful man, it's called Pilate. I wanna tell you this in closing, every decision, every decision is not an easy decision. Every decision, you say, I wanna stand up today. I wanna be Joseph, Mike, I wanna stand up, stand up in school, stand up in college, stand up in my family, stand up in my, I wanna stand up, every decision is not an easy decision. I know we have 16 verses. I almost wish we had some more to this passage that would explain to us the courage it must have taken for Joseph of Arimathea to walk in and have this conversation with Pilate. As we get ready to close the day, and we're seeing this story of it's not how you start timid and afraid, it's how you finish. I want to show you a clip from my time in israel as i wrap this up now i want to preface the video by by telling you that i was blown away those of you that have been to israel i i was blown away when i was in the holy land by a lot of things i had so many tears at times when i put my toes in the water where they believe he called the disciples they have multiple reasons why but I just put my my feet right right into the edge of the water and I was just standing there with Eric Gilbert and Matthew Pollack pastor friends of mine and just tears streaming down my face cause I was thinking about when I was five dead in Montague That was the first time I really remember maybe that God was touching my life at a young age for ministry And then when you were preaching in Woodstock New Brunswick I was about 15 or 16 you were preaching a message for the birds a message you would travel and preach but I do remember walking up to the left side of the altar And and I thought I had some kind of a vision of hell or something that night But I do remember saying yes then to God only had a couple ever where I felt like I was saying yes to God And I put my my feet in the water there in the Holy Land and I was just thinking like God I I still say yes I still say yes Whatever you want me to do. I want to say yes I had a lot of holy moments. I love the Lord's Prayer so that stirred me when I was there the Garden of Gethsemane the trees that are hundreds and hundreds of year old and they're like they, we believe this is where he prayed not my will but thy will When I got to When I got to the sepulcher when I got to what I've been talking to you about today And I'm glad they did this but they said we're, we had our group of pastors 10 or 12 Whatever it was and they said we're going to give everyone about an hour of personal time if You want to go find a place? You just want to have some, I was so glad they did. I felt weak in my, my knees, my legs. I was telling this to Jill. Felt so, we, I had to go sit down. We then gathered later, we went in the tomb and then we had communion there. I couldn't even really say anything. You know how sometimes when you're, when you're crying but it almost feels like your throat's swelling? Like I, my throat is swelling. Those of you that have been there, those of you that want to go, it's very very po- it's a very powerful place. I am an overthinker, Maddie. I'm an overthinker, so I know I can't make sense of everything. But anytime someone starts explaining history to me, they start connecting some dots. They have my full attention. I've read the Gospels. I've, I've read the story of, of the death, burial, and resurrection. I didn't I didn't realize at that point how important these fourteen prophecies were. So you read, and one gospel will say, you know. This was there and this was the road that was there and buried among the dead that was there and You just don't understand all of it once it's put together and you're standing there And so the clip I want to show you because er- earlier in the trip we went underground 20 30 feet and it's dark and waters every every which way and you know, we're, we're taking all these tours of old Jerusalem and where, where they believe they're trying to give you what they they believe they have pinpointed as fact but what I want to show you here in closing is here at this garden tomb we're talking about Joseph of Arimathea I don't think he had any idea when he stepped into his now I don't think he had any idea that list of 14 things check check he didn't give God his leftovers he, he, the Bible tells us in Matthew his tomb that he had hewn out of a rock the price the cost I don't think he had any idea 14 things check 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 right down to the tomb and the side Christ was buried on, it's a tomb that's not even like most of the other tombs. The, the, the literal burial, when they, when they talk about running to the tomb, looking in, they see the napkin and stuff. Man, Joseph, I know we probably don't talk about you very much, but I'm so glad that you got the courage to stand up and to play your part in the plan of God. I want you to take a quick look at, at this video today, if you will, in closing. Uh, Standing here at the Garden Tomb And to hear them talk about 14 things scripturally That need to line up for this to be the place And all 14 things would check Off the list He said there's one thing that's missing That would make it an absolute proof And that is the body of Christ But we're glad number 15 isn't here He is risen Uh, He is alive forevermore And so I'm just challenged today As I've been touring the Holy City Mm. And whether or not things are here on the surface or below the ground, whether things are 100% uh, or just ultimately really the spirit of it. I'm so glad Jesus is alive. I'm so glad that you and I can have uh, abundant life here and everlasting eternal life forever with him. Just wanted to share with you guys this site, the Garden Tomb. The 14 the 14 evidences of how this place agrees to the scripture are, we're north of the altar, outside the gates, in the place of a skull, along a road, in a garden. There's a tomb cut from the rock, it's a private tomb, a wealthy man's tomb, has a low door and a rolling stone, a right side burial, stone benches to sit on. You can see the burial place from outside and it's among the dead. Fourteen things. pray today. I hope you enjoyed that little snippet. We were there for about a week and a half. Janine Holbert, others that have been to Israel last service just told me, said we just started weeping in the crowd watching it because it reminded them of some of their visits. But some takeaways for Joseph as we get ready to pray. Think a fair question. What have I been entrusted with? What have I been entrusted with? we talk about Joseph what he was entrusted with this money this tomb these linen cloths his 14 prophecies but what have you been entrusted with your kids your grandkids your business your money family sharing faith with someone PJ I hope that we're always sensitive or try to be even as something as simple as how great thou art that God would know we have to stay sensitive. You've got a guy coming, sitting in the crowd. He needs to hear this song. I think it's a fair question for all of us. What have we been entrusted with? What has God said? Here's your time, here's your talent, here's your treasure. Here it is, Maddie. Here it is. What have we been entrusted with? Crystal, we cried at family communion the other night. You and your husband, Bryce, and and Camden, were talking about that miracle of Camden. What have we been entrusted with? then i think all of us need to be reminded hopefully that i want to give god my best we don't ever read that joseph was like well there's this one tomb that you know it's sort of run down and it's leftovers and you know how we can think that way sometimes like well i've got to sleep in, I got sports schedules and I get, well, if I get to church once a month, I gotta pay the cable bill and the utilities. And if God, well, here's $10 here somewhere. And, you know, I just think we can all sometimes make God last on the list. But a good lesson for all of us to be reminded of, and I feel the Holy Spirit even saying it is just, I wanna give God my best. When, when you read, it's Matthew 27, but when you read Matthew 27, it was like Joseph went for the best right at, at the start. It was, I'm gonna give God my best. I want to commit, I want to commit to play my part, and I'm asking you to commit to play your part in the plan of God. So I will commit, I'm not a perfect pastor by far, but I will commit to try to make play my part in the plan of God. I'm asking you to commit to play your part in the plan of God. Whether that is your school or job or family or the other things we talked about, but you will commit to play your part. I don't think Joseph of Arimathea had any idea when he got up the courage to say, I'm going to go talk to Pilate. All of the things that would play out, and I'm not sure that you and I have any idea. That years down the road, Lord willing... We're still here years down the road. Connie, I'm not sure we'll have any idea the prayers we prayed, the things we did, the love we gave, I think we'll have any idea all of the things that could play out by simply Joseph saying, I'm going to go talk to Pilate. Commit to play your part in the plan of God. What? What is God? Joseph, Joseph, I know all of this, but what is God trying to do in your life right Now, if you close your eyes and just give me the opportunity to pray with you today. What's God trying to do in your life right now? Most importantly, is He trying to save you? Is His Spirit calling you right now? Do you feel it? Do you feel His Spirit saying, I love you? I'm drawing you. Maybe you've never given your life to Christ. Maybe, you know, you need to commit either for the first time or for some of you you need to recommit Whether you're in this room or you're online There's something that's so special about that person that says I want to repent of my sins. I want to be saved I want to turn my life over and I want to turn my life around and I'm doing it today. What am I doing with my right now? I'm giving my life to Jesus that's what I'm doing right now I am giving my life to God and if there's anyone today online or if there's anyone in this room right now that you want to join those four earlier just want you to raise your hand up right now I want to pray with you if you would say I want to be right with God today I want want to repent of my sins thank you all the way back here sir thank you I believe I just saw a second hand right here. The Bible says when you make that decision, heaven rejoices. I want you to know I'm celebrating with you today. When you say, God, I'm serious. I want you to save me today. Forgive me of my sin. Give me a fresh start, a new beginning. I want to follow you. Thank you for raising your hands today. Thank you for making this life-changing decision. I also want to ask before, before I close with this prayer, if you're here and you want to take that stand in your life right now. I had several business leaders come up to me after last service, and they're like, I want to stand up. I want to be Joseph of Arimathea. I've had other people that have shared with me, I want to be that parent. I want to be that spouse. I want to take a stand. I don't want my faith to be on the down low. I want to play my part. I want to play my part in the plan of God. If that's you today, you just want to be courageous in your faith. You want to play your part, even if you don't understand it in totality. Even if you don't understand it completely, you want to play your part in the plan of God. I just want you to raise your hand, and I'm going to pray. Thank you. Thank you. Hands are going up all over the room. Thank you. I want to play my part. Hands are still going up. I want to play my part. I love these students right down here raising their hands. Play your part. Middle school, play your part. High school, play your part. College, more students right here. I love that. I want to play my part in the body of Christ, the plan of God. Hands are still going up. I love this right now. This is a big deal. When you're saying, I want to play my part, another student right down here. Some of you men, some of you women, it's like, over Thanksgiving, this is my season. I'm going to stand up. I'm going to stand up. I'm going to play my part, even in my own home. The resurrected King is resurrecting me. Come on, resurrect joy. Resurrect purpose. Resurrect vision. Resurrect influence. Resurrect my passion, resurrected God. I wanna make a difference. God, I pray over every prayer today, on site and online of people saying, save me. People recommitting to Christ. People saying, I wanna live out my purpose. I thank you God for resurrecting, for meeting us today. And I pray these prayers in Jesus name, amen side are you thankful for Jesus today? Are you thankful the tomb is empty? Why don't you stand all over the room? let's sing it out to him. Jesus is alive. Thank you Jesus. The resurrected King is resurrecting me. Thank you God. Thank you God. Thank you for resurrection power today. Thank you for resurrection power today. Thank you for a spirit that, like Joseph, says, I'm going to stand up. I'm going to take a stand. I'm going to have courage. I'm going to live out the plan of God in my life. And I speak it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen resurrecting me in your name I come alive to declare your